welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Molly. I'm Michael. And today's episode, we're going to be delving into Love Island games. But first, before we get into that, let's talk about some of the news from this past week. Um, so first off, there was a list that came out, Variety's list of 40 most powerful women in reality TV. And so lots of people in that that we obviously know from all the reality TV shows that we watch. So are there any surprises or anyone that you're surprised to see that's not in that list? Yeah, so first, I guess I'll just kind of go through them really quickly, read each of them, and then we can kind of give our thoughts on anyone that we think is missing or that we're surprised to see on there. So very quickly, I'll just kind of go through and and list everybody and, and you know, what show they're from. So first we have Mel B, um, who, well, obviously she's known as, you know, Scary Spice and Spice Girls, but from the reality TV world, probably best known as being a judge on America's, a previous judge uh, on America's Got Talent. Um, Christine Brown from Sister Wives, Candy Burris from Real Houses of Atlanta, Nicole Byer, um, the host of Nailed It, uh, Chanel West Coast from one of MTV's 98% of MTV's programming currently, (laughs) the show Ridiculousness, Um, Julie Chen Moonves from Big Brother, Savannah Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best, Sasha Colby from RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, Barbara Corcoran and Lori Greiner from Shark Tank, uh, the D'Amelio family, just in general, (laughs) Tori Deal from The Challenge, Paige DeSorbo from Summer House, and Southern Charm and Winter House, um Francesca Fargo from Too Hot to Handle uh Sari Fields from Survivor and now Big Brother love that <laughs> Heather Gay from Salt Lake uh, Real Houses of Salt Lake City Teresa Judice from Real Houses of New Jersey Nikki Glazer um from the host of F Boy Island and a guest star on Selling Sunset <laughs> um Alex Fall from Selling the OC Paris Hilton from uh, The Simple Life way back when, and now the Peacock show Paris and Love. Karen Inaba from Dancing with the Stars. Tamara Judge, Real Houses of Orange County. The Kardashians from The Kardashians. Heidi Klum uh, from now, well, originally the host of Project Runway and now uh, Making the Cut and America's Got Talent. Vanessa Lachey, uh, host of Love is Blind and the Ultimatum. Padma Lakshmi, um, well now sadly former host of Top Chef, uh, Charity Lawson from The Bachelorette and Dancing with the Stars, Jenna Lyons from Real Housewives of New Jersey, and you know of course famously the former creative director of J Crew, Ariana Maddox uh, from Vanderpump Rules and Dancing with the Stars now, and uh, Love Is Blind, <laughs> Love Is Blind Games, um, Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg from uh, originally singled out and now the uh, judge on the mass singer Katy perry american idol amy poehler and maya rudolph from originally snl and now baking it nicole polizzi and jenny farley uh, Snooky and jaywow from jersey shore tiffany pollard um from now house of villains previously every other show on tv uh kyle richards from uh, real houses of beverly hills asia scott from below deck jojo siwa uh from dance moms and now special forces this is a lot jeez christelle stouse and mary bonnet from bonnet i don't even know how to pronounce her last name uh from selling sunset gwen stefani uh from the voice 
Lisa Vanderpump from Vanderpump Rules and previously Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Michelle Visage from RuPaul's Drag Race, and that's it. Okay, so of that people. list, I, know, <laughs> I can't even remember who I just named. Um, but are right, yeah, from what you heard, any surprises? Anyone you think should have been on there? Um, I'm not surprised about Ariana Maddox. I feel like right now, like she's definitely the worth girl. that hype. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see her there. Um, I feel like it's interesting to see Vanessa Lachey on that list. Like I'm like she doesn't really do much on Love Is Blind. No. Um, and so I mean, a lot of those people though, you can like be like, okay, like they're in a different show, so it's like maybe they wanted someone from Love Is Blind because seems like there were a lot of Bravo related people um on that list which mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of women in those shows so probably part of the reason why but um I don't know I'm trying to think of like who's missing because there's so many people on that list so I can't even think about who's missing at this moment but what about you yeah no there were definitely some surprises um I feel like there were some people maybe like Jenna Lyons for example who she didn't really contribute a whole lot on Real Houses of New York this season she's brand new she was on the rebooted cast but she is such a powerful woman just in general, like, you know, such a, a, a trailblazer, like in the fashion world. So I, I feel like, you know, there were some people like that who maybe aren't as impactful on their reality show, but um, just in life and other facets of life, very impactful. So like Vanessa Lachey, I feel like maybe could be in that category of, like, you know, she's also on NCIS. She's, you know, she does other things. But yeah, like, I don't think that she's so impactful on either Love is Blind or The Ultimatum. Like, they serve such a little part of it besides hosting the reunions, really. Yeah, um, yeah and I mean, gosh, I'm kind of just scrolling through it again to remind myself even who all is there. Um a little bit surprised maybe to not see like another representative from like the challenge world um I can't even like maybe like a car Maria or like a but I don't know again I don't know if it's like this year or just kind of is this overall I I don't I you know I don't even really know so much um kind yeah because it doesn't give like any time frame of like why they're choosing these people now but I mean, based on like the Bachelor, they're choosing charity. So she charity, was- right? Like, there's so many other Bachelor Nation yeah. people from the past who I feel like they like could Caitlin. have chosen, like someone like. Um, I feel like they could choose Caitlyn or like yeah, Becca Caitlin, or Becca. yeah, someone like that. Someone who kind of like really went through it during their like original yeah. season, and then you know Hannah Brown. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I feel like there's there's so many other, um, yeah, there were some interesting choices here. I don't know, but um, I, I think it'll be interesting. I, I to see if this is something they continue doing uh, year to year, because um, it is an interesting idea of like you know who would you put on your list? You know, it, it something that I hadn't really necessarily thought of before, but um, it is an interesting idea for for a list like this at the end of the year. Yeah, that's cool to see 
the recognition for all the people who got recognized. Yeah. <laughs> but now let's go into our next news story. So it's selling sons or selling those C Sean's how do you say his last name? Palmieri. Palmieri, I guess. Palmieri, yeah. I don't really know. He, we don't really know much about him even yeah. after two seasons of the show. <laughs> so Sean from Selling the OC has now left the Oppenheim group. So I feel like there's not going to be that much of a difference there if he has, wasn't really on the show the past two seasons, but... Well, he is from the teaser that they showed at the reunion for Selling Sunset. He was a huge part of it. So I do think that he's going to have, like, this is going to be his season coming up. It, it makes me wonder if that's part of the reason why he left the Oppenheim group. It seemed like he is involved in a lot of drama there, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, we don't know too much as of yet, other than the fact that um, he has he released this statement saying, after much consideration, I've decided to part ways with the Oppenheim group. Very excited about this new chapter of my career and eager to embark, embark on a journey that closely aligns with my professional aspirations and personal growth. Um, he said, I'm trying to find the part. I think he did kind of um okay i can't find i thought he said something to the effect of the fact that the oppenheim group just kind of wasn't his vibe that he was looking for um it's kind of the explanation that he gave yeah so that's fair i, I don't know but too petty for him um <laughs> i don't know I don't know, but um, it will be interesting, I think, to see this upcoming season if by the end of it we have an idea of why both he and Tyler ended up leaving after the season. Yeah. Uh, if it's, you know, something that happened post-filming or we'll see it play out, I have a feeling. That's why I really hope there's a reunion because it does seem like there's a lot to unpack uh, that, you know, both happened, I'm sure, during the season and potentially afterwards since then um i'd be excited to to hear from all of them and you know get a better sense of what's been going on there yeah no that would definitely be interesting to see all that go down if we get to see it or in the reunion potentially when if that happens mm -hmm. um so now moving into our next story is exciting one it's that zach and bliss from love is blind season four are expecting their first child and the first Love is Blind baby, which Vanessa Lachey is jumping off the walls for mm -hmm. that one, probably. <laughs> um, but it's exciting that we saw the couple start on TV and now they're going to have a baby together. So Yeah, I think it's so fun that it's the first one. It's kind of hard to believe that it's the first one. Um, yeah. Everyone thought that Lauren and Cameron would have had one by now. I really am surprised that they weren't the first. Because yeah. when you think about it this way, like, not only so season one premiered at the very top of 2020 but it had filmed at least a year before that so they've been married now for four and a half plus years yeah. so yeah i'm a little surprised that none of like you know that uh barnett and amber haven't had a baby yet lauren and cameron you know these couples that have been together for so long that um that haven't it hasn't happened quite yet for them but happy that uh that zach and bliss will be the first the first love is blind parents 
Yes. And their story was also an interesting one. If you want to know more about that, listen to our Love is Blind episode because we went into all our very first episode. Yeah, our very first episode. So go back in the archives. No, not even that far back. (laughs) (laughs) Like seven months ago. Um, April. Yeah. Yeah. Seven months ago. Wow. We're on our seventh month anniversary. Um, (laughs) 31 episodes. Yes. Um, well, that's exciting. And then also, this is an interesting news story from the week is that Lindsay Hubbard from Summer House was seen out. She's the one who just got broken up with, um, who was engaged, um, who was seen out with Johnny Bananas um, on her canceled wedding weekend. So is this for drama? Or is this just like, I don't even know what to believe in this situation, but that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I I don't think, look, I don't think there anything serious is going to happen there. I, I just don't. Johnny is known to, you know, every season he's on, unless he, except for during the time period when he was dating Morgan, um, every season of the challenge, he's always ends up, always ends up hooking up with a rookie girl um you know on house of villains he's been seen flirting with um uh oh my god from the bachelor um corinne oh they've been having a little fling that was during the time when he was dating mariah from the challenge and basically at the same time or a little bit after mariah was also hooking up with someone else on the challenge during when they were filming so I mean, it's a whole mess, and I, I look. I mean, are they on a date? Maybe it's not going to turn into anything serious. I think Lindsay just kind of wanted to get a little jab in at Carl, to be honest, and and she knew that yeah. she was going to be seen being on a date during that weekend, and um, good for her. I mean, yeah, I don't you know, blame her. I I have not in the past been the biggest Lindsay Hubbard fan. But I definitely think what happened to her sucked. And if she wants to get a little jab in at Carl by being seen out on a date with a bigger reality star than Carl, good for her. Go, girl. Yeah. Well, we'll see if anything comes about from that, but probably just for that that weekend. We'll see that picture and then maybe never again. <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll keep an eye out. Yes, um, we'll be seeing Johnny Bananas hopefully very soon on the season two of uh, The Traders. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be exciting. He's on a lot of reality TV right now. I think. Oh my God, he's on, he's, yeah, he's on Challenge USA. Um, he's on House of Villains on the upcoming season of The Traders. I'm sure the upcoming season about to film of The Challenge. Uh, so <laughs> he's he's having a moment. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, our next story is about Nene. Is that Nini. Nini. I knew I was going to say that wrong. Nini leaks, removes all posts with Bethany Frankel on Instagram and also follows Bravo. Yeah. So I don't know the drama there. So do you okay. want to explain? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Yeah. So Nini leaks, formerly of Real Houses of Atlanta, um, had done a podcast episode with Bethany Frankel. Now, Nini has a tumultuous history with Bravo. So she was, you know, one of the OGs on Realizes of Atlanta on for 12 years on the show and ended up being let go. And 
her ego at the time had gotten pretty big, <laughs> um, and, you know, for, you know, good purpose. Like she was one of the biggest names on Bravo. You see a million memes of her everywhere on the internet. Um, but she, I think, kind of thought she was at the time too good for the show a little bit. And she, after being let go from the show, had come out with some claims of racial discrimination against the network and Andy Cohen. And that bridge had been burned by that point. You know, there was very, very little hope, it seemed like, of her ever returning in any capacity to the show. And obviously, as we've talked about at nauseum, Bethany Frankel has this whole reality reckoning campaign specifically against Bravo, where she also originally came from. And they did a podcast together, which was, you know, big news because it was kind of these two people who actually didn't really like each other all that much in the past, kind of came together against a common enemy, it it seemed like. And this was just a few weeks ago. Now, suddenly, every post that Nini had put on her Instagram with Bethany about that podcast episode, she has deleted. And she has now followed Bravo again, and Bravo's followed her back. So it kind of seems like maybe something's in the work uh, about Nini potentially returning to Bravo in some capacity. Or, on the other hand, it could just be maybe some falling out happened between Nini and Bethany. And to get back at her, she's deleted everything and followed Bravo. So, you know, (laughs) we don't know anything. There's no confirmation at all of anything happening. But... There's, you know, it's that time of year where Real Houses of Atlanta is finished airing and there's talks about what's going to happen in the next season and the casting for it. It didn't have a great year. And so there's a lot of talks about kind of a big recasting of the show. So a lot of people are speculating that potentially part of that recasting could be the return of Nini. So a lot of, a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm interested nope, whatever in- I said made any sense. <laughs> yeah. No, that didn't make sense. That's just like a lot. I don't know what's going to be of that circumstance or like what, I mean, it's crazy how much you can find out from something happening just from Instagram activity. So we have no information besides just the, un- like removing all these pictures and the follows, like that, that's Bravo all we have and that's man. all the speculations we have. Bravo fans should be in the FBI. I mean, because they will, as soon as someone unfollows someone, as soon as there's a like on a photo or someone who hasn't liked three photos in a row or whatever that normally does, everyone knows about it. And then it's like worldwide news. It's crazy how these fans track every little move of these people and are usually right. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Well, we'll be able to check or we'll see what happens if there's anything that comes about with the House of Atlanta and anything with that. But that's an interesting, interesting story. <laughs> um, then for some not so fun news, um, former Vanderpump Rule star Kristen Dowdy has revealed that she had a miscarriage recently. So um, that's sad to hear from her. I mean, like miscarriages are common, but it's also, I mean, I feel like not always publicly shared. So good for her for sharing that. Um, but obviously sad. 
Yeah, I know. It's really sad. You know, she was trying to conceive her first child with her current boyfriend, Luke Broderick, um, who has not been on the show. Um, allegedly will be. They've allegedly filmed or are filming still a spinoff of Vanderpump Rules. So I don't know if this will be featured on that season. I don't know where they are in filming or if they just kind of it could have been even been that they filmed some sort of pilot that may not ever be picked up or see the light of day. I don't know. Um, but yeah, regardless, this is, you know, really sad. And like you said, I'm glad that, you know, she talks about it publicly because this happens way too often. And anytime that a public figure like this, I think is open and shares, it makes people feel less alone. And, um, like what they're going through is, you know, normal normal but like you know not uh they're not alone in it and that there's people that could they can relate to their struggles and um yeah so sad very sad yeah for sure and then last on our news for this week is that mark cuban is leaving shark tank after 16 years or 16 seasons not years 16 seasons i don't know how many years that is but 16 seasons on being on the show which I feel like is crazy that he's leaving now so I'm sad to see him go but obviously like he probably is busy enough with everything else that stuff he says does in his life so I support him and his decisions but I'm gonna be sad to not see him on Shark Tank. I am too he's probably my favorite shark on there one of them at least um so I'm really sad, but apparently he, you know, has been talking about this for a little while and then he wants to spend more time with his family. And um, yeah, it, it's sad whenever there's a big change like that from someone who uh, is on a show like that for so long. It's kind of like, you know, Blake Shelton just left The Voice after so many years. And it's always a little bit weird right afterwards. And I'm curious to see who they end up replacing him with, or if they end up replacing him, they might just, you know, have one fewer shark on there. Um, but if they do end up replacing him, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go in, but we'll see. Uh, he's still, it, it's an upcoming season that he's leaving after. So um, we'll, he'll still be on there for a little while. Um, but after that, then yeah, he'll be gone. Yeah. Well, I wish, I hope he has time, more time with his family. He definitely has not had that much time with his family probably over the years. So that'll yeah. be good for him overall. But we will, we will, we will miss him yes, on yes. the show. Um, okay, well, that's all for the news for this week. Now shall we get into Love Island Games? Let's do it. Yeah, well, this was my very first time actually seeing a Love Island show so love island games is though it's this is the first time they're doing a love island game so i was like this is great opportunity to get into love island um but i really enjoyed love island games overall the season was enjoyable to watch even though if i didn't know like everyone in the cast like it was so fun to see but overall do you want to just go through like what the show is like what the difference is between regular love island yes so regular love island for those who don't know is a real it's a show that is filmed in real time so there's a lot of viewer participation in it and you have you start with um like six girls and seven guys or, or something to that effect um it's usually kind of one or two off um and they couple up together at the very start of the show and then 
throughout there's what they call recouplings where you know the couple spend time together and then um at a certain point you know every few days or so they have an opportunity to switch with someone else's couple um and you know try something new out uh if after amount of time they realize that they're not connecting with who they're currently with um and throughout the season more people come in and people get voted off by the viewers um which is why it's important that it's in real time and at the end of it the audience votes on their favorite winning couple who wins a cash prize and um whoever America's favorite of that couple is gets to make the decision as to whether they want to keep it all for themselves or share it with their partner. So Love Island Games is basically just a more competition-based version of Love Island featuring former couples from all over the world versions of Love Island. Uh, so there, I mean, we saw people from Love Island UK, Love Island Australia, Love Island Germany. I didn't even know there were Love Island versions in a lot of these countries that we saw. <laughs> um, you know, because Love Island UK and Australia are available to view in the US. I don't think like Sweden and France and some of Germany and some of those other ones we saw, I don't think they're available. But um, the, the vast majority of the cast come from very popular versions of Love Island around the world. Um, and so uh, also something that is very unique about Love Island and, you know, also kind of indicative of it being in real time, which Love Island games was not in real time, uh, and there was no viewer participation, which was also a big difference, but it's on every night of the week, almost it's on six nights a week. <laughs> so it is kind of like almost big brothery in that way where, you know, it's on multiple times during the week. There's no live feeds like big brother, but you do get an episode almost every day. So you feel like, unlike a lot of shows that feel, you know, very heavily edited, like you miss a lot of what's going on, you do kind of get the feeling like you're seeing pretty much everything of importance that's happening in that villa. So um, yeah, like you, I loved this. It was probably potentially my favorite version of Love Island. Um, and we'll get into it. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that background, I know that, because Love Island, I know that it's on, like, so much, so if I didn't start it, like, in the beginning, like, I wouldn't have been able to catch up, but this season is, like, I think, like, half the amount of episodes yeah. of a regular season of Love Island, so Love Island Games is definitely easier to watch than if you're not caught up in the beginning. Um, For sure. So, and you really, for those of you who have not seen Love Island, like Molly, yeah. you don't have to have watched love island in the past to enjoy this season like they you know there's there's only a few people who have been on previous seasons with each other before so there's not a lot of like background in terms of previous relationships that you have to catch up on like there's a little bit of that i mean we saw with like Sally and johnny um with uh tina and mitch but you know, I don't, I didn't know Tina and Mitch before this. And so like it, it, but it didn't matter. Like you're like, okay, they were in a previous relationship. Got it. Like, that's all you need to know. <laughs> so, you know, there's not a lot that, that you need to know about them. Sure. It's maybe more, you might feel more invested going into it if you know the background, but you don't have to, to enjoy it. Yeah, no. So yeah, overall, 
our thoughts on the show I would say that I enjoyed it from the start like I was like oh wow like I know I like dating shows but I hadn't seen it like in this kind of format before Mm -hmm. um so that was kind of fun where like you have to stay with someone like I feel like in Bachelor in Paradise or other shows that like you're not like required to say it was not you're required but like you like can't really switch up that easily in Love Island and so like there's switching that's like more formalized thing Mm -hmm. um but and they're also sleeping together (laughs) like I'm like oh they're already sharing beds. They're all well. They're all in one bedroom. The entire yeah. cast. That's on Love Regular Love Island too. They are all in one bedroom, except unless someone's in the hideaway. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Did, what about you? What are your overall thoughts? No, I yeah. Like I said, I loved it. I think that, and I mean, we can kind of get into kind of comparing it too, because I think there is like an interesting comparison to Bachelor in Paradise, yeah, where they're both kind of these kind of all-star show versions of their original show. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, you know, Paradise has so many people from like one season. And so there is a lot of like, there is a lot of kind of previous history that you need to know to really in- be able to enjoy that. But here, I think because they pulled so many people who, you know, some of them I knew, some of them I didn't know, some of them, you know, all over the world. I loved all the accents melding together. Yeah. It was so much fun. <laughs> that was fun. It, it really, you know, from what I have heard of people, because I've never seen an international season of Love Island. I know Love Island UK is so incredibly popular, even in the US. I've never seen it. So I didn't really, I knew a lot of the names, like Georgia, I knew she had been on like X on the Beach, I think, Um, you know, a couple of the others, I just kind of knew their names, but I didn't really know much about them. Um, But I, I just think, you know, they got a lot of really entertaining big names they were able to pull, which was a little bit surprising for, you know, like just a little streaming show on Peacock that they were able to get all of these huge names like that have millions of followers from all these international versions of Love Island but I guess just because it was a pretty short filming it was 17 days so I mean I guess that's not such a big commitment for people um and so I loved that I loved all the competitions I thought were so you know they're fun they're not serious like you know it's for this is for a hundred thousand dollars this isn't for you know like this isn't squid games the challenge that's for 4.56 million like (laughs) yeah so I think because of that like they're able to just kind of have more fun with it which I really enjoyed people aren't just taking it so seriously and until the very end the last couple days we'll get into that there was some you know serious drama there but I felt like before that everyone was just really having fun and not taking it too seriously, but um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was good. So let's talk more about the comparisons with Bachelor in Paradise. So do you like having that like all-star kind of show that brings back people from a mix of seasons all together um, in that kind of atmosphere? I do. I think... I actually like this better, I think, than Paradise. And I wish that Paradise took a little bit of a note from this because to me, the problem with Paradise sometimes is that you take everyone from like two seasons of the show. Like you take everyone from the most recent season of 
uh, bachelor. You take everyone from those reasons he's in a bachelorette. And then there's like maybe a handful of others, like random people. Whereas I wish it was more, I wish they pulled further back. And I always, you know, thought it would be so fun to see like just all these different people from various different seasons. Whereas now you get like, you know, 15 people who are all best friends with each other and 15 guys who are all best friends with each other. And so it's not like fun to see, oh, I wonder how this person would interact with this person. It's like everyone knows who's going to be on there before they go onto the beach. Like they can pretty have a pretty good guess of that. And so there's a lot of people talking beforehand and then they get onto the beach and they're pretty much right as to who's going to be there. Whereas here, I feel like they pulled from so many different countries, so many different seasons, just a wide range, a wide pool of people to choose from that there really was no telling, like, you know, for them, I, I would think like they probably, you know, of course people talk and say, did you get a call? Did you get a call? Whatever. But like when you get people from all over the world, there's, you can't even have any guesses to who's going to be getting a call for that. So I, I think that this to me was such a better format in that sense. And I think I like the fact that this focused more on the challenges and it was a little more like strategic than like a Bachelor in Paradise. Um, it felt like if you kind of meld like Bachelor in Paradise and the challenge, like had a baby, I feel like this is kind of what it would be. So I loved it. Yeah, no, it was really fun to see. Like those challenges were funny of like what they had to do in some of those. Um, and it was just, it was just overall like I feel like having that mix like what you're saying of like having all the different countries that they had together like it just made it more interesting and that like people that didn't know each other could like interact with like may not might not have had an opportunity to know that person if they weren't on this show versus like I feel like in Bachelor Nation like they're all going to meet each other regardless that's very true that's a really good point yeah and so like in, in Love Island like they wouldn't have met each other right like, just, they live on different sides of the world so like I don't know when you would be meeting that, that quickly but um maybe if there's like one big love island event but like then are you going to meet everyone probably not mm-hmm. um but the people who are all from like the recent seasons in bachelor in paradise I feel like they're always doing stuff mm-hmm. together um but and what I, mean, I also like about this is that there's no pressure for an engagement oh yeah because I think that's always so like just so so eye-rolly on Paradise when like multiple couples get engaged after like the same amount of time or less of Island Games filmed. Like that, so I like with, and that's with Love Island regular too. There's never really any engagements, which I, I like that they don't put pressure on them to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I almost like, I feel like, I mean, Bachelor engagements, I feel like are almost fake at this point. Um, well, they're just like basically a signal of saying, I want to basically start dating you after this is over. <laughs> yeah, no, but I really like Love Island games. It was fun to see like the couples too. Like, I honestly felt like there were some fun, like good couples to watch. So going into that, are there any favorite Islanders or couples that you had from this season? I think just for entertainment purposes, I loved Callum and Liberty. They were so (laughs) funny, so fun. They're just like the entertainment, the, the, um, just the, uh, what's the term I'm trying to think of? The, like the, the humor of the show, the, um, Energizer bunnies. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just they just their accents. I can't get over the accents on this show. It's <laughs> um and, and there's yeah, they were they were really fun. They had no romantic chemistry, but that made them all the more fun, especially when they went into the hideaway. It was so funny that they of all people got uh, <laughs> won the challenge and then got the opportunity to go in the hideaway suite like when there was no chance of them like you know wanting to explore any romantic connection there and all these other couples that really are wanting to be in there so that they can actually you know explore that option um didn't get that chance but but they did um and then just in terms of like an actual couple that I hope you know continues outside of this was Jack and Justine I think they you know from the very beginning uh you could tell that they were going to be um, a, a couple that more than likely at least gives it a try outside of the, the villa. And um, I mean, as far as I know, to this day, they are still together. So um, that's exciting. And I hope that they continue because I think they're really cute together. Yeah, no, I agree with both the couples that you said. Um, and then also, I feel like it was fun to watch Jess like I feel like her her accent oh. like and what she would say like I just felt like all the time when I was listening to her speak I was like what's gonna come out of her mouth next <laughs> like it was just like you just never knew she was just like a firecracker and like just like would say like whatever was on her mind mm-hmm. um and so I really like that and seeing that because I mean obviously in reality tv like people are gonna show their emotions and like good like want their airtime but like I feel like she like actually was genuinely feeling the ways that and saying the stuff she meant like what she was saying is like what she meant too mm-hmm. so that was fun to see she's just wearing her heart on her sleeve yeah. and that's that's what you want in a reality star and I, I think that's one of those things with kind of these you know all-star type shows is that you get these people who I think feel much more comfortable being themselves the second time they're on this type of show and they're not maybe feeling so like camera shy and cautious about oh what am I going to look like in the editing room like you know are they going to make me look a certain way and once they go back a second time I feel like a lot of time these people let their guards down and, and feel more comfortable and I think just as an example of that as someone who just totally you know was herself and I love that yes for sure um so overall what are your thoughts on the format and the challenges just throughout the season the format I think could use a little bit of work um every week was it seemed like a different set of rules as to who like was how they nominated couples and who went home and to a certain extent, like if they continue doing that, I actually don't necessarily mind it because it keeps them on their toes. They can't necessarily like do a lot of pre-gaming and it makes it, you know, a little bit more unpredictable and exciting if each week you don't necessarily know what the rules are going to be. But I I think to a certain extent also, though, it makes it feel a little bit... uh like they were unprepared or like they like a little bit kind of makes you wonder like oh are they gonna you know change the rules depending on who they want to go home or who they want to stay like 
And again, it's something that they can really only do because the prize is so small. <laughs> if it was an actual, like, you know, Survivor million dollars, you kind of really have to make sure the format's down pat because it's, otherwise it's going to really seem shady. But I guess on a show like this, I almost just don't mind it so much because I'm not watching it for the competition, like the fairness and like the strategy. I'm watching it just for mindless entertainment. So I, I really didn't mind it that much, but you know i think i hope that in season two they kind of decide to either like fully go in the direction of like every week's gonna be different you never know what's gonna happen or pick a format and stick with it yeah i agree with that because i felt like i never knew what was gonna come next of like the formatting and just in terms of like when they would bring someone in or when they didn't like all that and like different rules based on who was coming in like you know like, mm-hmm. you know, all the all that kind of stuff or like elimination stuff um but overall like I did enjoy seeing like the show so I don't like I guess like they, there's always room to grow which is good so it's like yeah it couldn't start perfect because like has to go somewhere up well and i also wouldn't mind if this was the type of show kind of similar maybe to the challenge where like they do change the format every season but Mm -hmm. within one season i think maybe they should keep it but i wouldn't mind so much if every season it was different if that makes sense yeah just make it cohesive and yeah 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 i think it's just easier for the viewers to understand it too when you know kind of what's what's going to be coming and you know each week (laughs) oh yeah but the challenges themselves I thought were perfect for what the show is you know like are they the most exciting are they the most like physically strenuous and impressive no but I think you also want challenges on a show like this that anyone can win and this felt like that was the case here was that these were challenges that I never knew who was going to win because they weren't necessarily um, made like for physically, just physically strong people or just, you know, very like they weren't like just puzzles for the people who were smart, you know, better at those types of challenges. Like they were challenges that kind of were almost randomizers that anyone could, and, you know, look, Jack and Justine won a lot of them. Like they did really, really well. Um, but I think it wasn't immediately at everyone. It was like, oh, well, you know, Jack and Justine are the only ones who can win this, you know, big brother, you get that sometimes where the seat, you know, this just the past season of big brother. It was like two people were winning, switching off, winning the challenges and nobody else won anything because all the challenges are so physical on there now that you know exactly who's going to win each week and who has no shot at it. And here it felt much more unpredictable, which I liked. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely a fun aspect of it. Cause like, you don't want to know like every competition, like who's going to win it. Like, you want to feel like, Oh, like what's going to happen here. And like, you never knew because it's like, it wasn't just because of strength or like, because of whatever, mm-hmm. like there was variations of that. So that was fun um so talking about jack and justine um i know they did make a really big move in eliminating ray and imani so what are your thoughts on that and was that a good move i think that it was probably the right move yeah i i mean it was sad i guess just you know just because they were 
especially with Ray, like, you know, they didn't know Imani before this, but with Ray, like, Justine actually was friends with Ray before the season. And I think any time on a show, you know, again, kind of like an all-stars show like this, that's another element of it that you get are these people who end up having to betray their actual real life friends. And so that can really, you know, make for much more emotional, personal drama like that. Um, but I think it was the right move. I think Ray was a little bit overdramatic um, in his reaction to the betrayal. But, you know, to a certain extent, you do feel for him. And, you know, you feel for Justine having to m- make that decision. You could tell how bad she felt that this wasn't easy for her. But I think, you know, she learned from her seasons on the challenge, I'm sure as well, that you do have to make moves like that. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because I feel like Justine was actually one one of the people that I know because she was on the Challenge USA. Yes, that's right. And I feel like because of her being in that kind of more strategic show, like she took some of those lessons of like seeing what that was like because at first it felt like the love the love island cast members like didn't really know how to be strategic or like how to do those Mm -hmm. things because they weren't used to that being on just regular seasons of love island like they don't really do that much strategy so compared to big brother or survivor shows like that um so now like seeing her back in the love island games show like i felt like she was being strategic in that moment like obviously like part of that and like wanting to win a game is like you're gonna have to betray some people down the line like it's kind of it's kind of inevitable there of like if you're trying to win like you can't just be nice to everyone you can't let everyone be like let everyone like tell you what to do like you have to think about what your game is and like how you're gonna best help yourself win and so Justine, I think in that moment, like just realized like, yeah, cause she had to, she had to do that to win basically. Mm-hmm. Well, and Justine learned from the best cause not only was she on USA, but right after that, she was on world championship where she was partnered with none other than Mr. Bananas. So okay. she really has had a, you know, first class uh, lesson in the strategy of a show like that. And I think she certainly, like you said, she took the what she learned from that and definitely brought it to Love Island Games. And she wasn't the only one from the challenge world in here. Johnny uh, just came off of Challenge Rider Dies. Uh, Sally was on one episode of the Challenge USA. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, was it anyone else? Um, I think that was pro- I think that was it uh, from... Yeah, I know I recognize Sally also. Like, I think she was only on one episode. She was only on one episode, yeah. Yeah. But Johnny was made it pretty far on um Challenge 38. Um, so he um also I'm sure took some lessons from there. Um and yeah, I think that certainly probably helped them out a little bit in um being able to kind of think out strategically uh what what they wanted to do. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then I guess I kind of spoiled it a little bit, but Jack and Justine ended up winning this season. Um, so, I mean, obviously we love them as a couple, but do you think that that was, did they deserve to win? Like, what are your thoughts on their, their win of the game? 
Yeah, I mean, from challenge performance, yeah, they absolutely deserved it. They dominated the season. They definitely seemed like the couple that was most likely to make it in the outside world. So if you, you know, were thinking voting or, you know, because what is deserving on a show like this, I think is debatable. But I think however you look at it, whether it's from a competition aspect or from a couple who is the most likely to make it in the outside world, I think on either end of the spectrum, they deserve it. So I don't think many people are upset with with them winning. Um, you know, I think we can kind of, I guess, talk about the ending format in terms of, you know, there was a jury vote, but the vote was not for who was going to win, but which of the um, three couples besides Jack and Justine who had already earned their way into the final three couples, but then the other three of the final four, the jury voted and they stood behind the couple, each of them who they wanted to make it to the final three. And then the couple who had the least amount of votes was eliminated. And then of those final three couples, then they all competed in the final duel um, to battle it out and chose a winner that way. So I thought that was actually a really good way to um, end the season. I, I, I liked that because normally we see a jury vote at the very end to decide who's going to win. You know, we see that on Survivor and Big Brother. Um, but I kind of liked that they put a little twist on that and still had the jury vote for a very important vote. But then to determine who actually won, it was kind of, you know, up to them that they left it, you know, in fully in their own hands to be able to fight their way to the win. Because we saw these duels were a way of eliminating a lot of couples. And so I kind of like that it was also how we ended up determining a winner here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think they absolutely deserved it. What about you? I agree. Yeah. Overall, I feel like that, like, because of everything you just said, like, I just, I think that was, they definitely deserved that win. Um, so I feel like it was a good way to end the first season of Love Island Game. So mm-hmm. that was fun to see. And like, they were also like, I just feel like they're just really likable people like, individually, like, not just like as a couple, but like individually. Mm-hmm. I really like seeing them like in the show. And so I was happy to see them win. As well. You know what this um kind of going back just a minute um to the um Ray and Amani elimination. Um, you know what it reminded me a little bit of was, and this is a throwback, so I don't even know if you remember this, but season three of Bachelor Pat, where Rachel had to eliminate Jacqueline, her best friend, Jacqueline and Ed. Oh you remember that? Wait, it's kind of bringing back some memory. Rachel and Nick, who ended up stealing yeah. the money from her yeah um, oh my god and then at the very end they had to eliminate their best friends and it this kind of reminded me of that just a little bit where you know it was this best friends and at the very end one of them had to betray the other in order to end up winning the show yeah so we'll add some add some layer of drama i guess to it <laughs> so yeah. it's fun. and i think this show actually reminded me a little bit more of bachelor pad than paradise in in yeah. some ways which i love because i miss bachelor pad <laughs> so <laughs> i think just in terms of it being a more strategic game um, yeah and i think because the like the games too like it, yeah as an aspect to it like it's not just like being a couple but it's mm-hmm. like 
growing or like doing the couple things but then also like having to compete in the games um so yeah that that was fun to see um so overall would you think they should make any changes or for the show next season i know you're saying some of like the formatting stuff but anything else that you think that they could change to make better i think they um you know, brought in six bombshells at once towards the end of the season. And to me, that was a little bit much. I, I, I always hate when they bring in so many people suddenly at the very end of the season that they don't really give them a fair chance to like have time to develop a real relationship. And I, I kind of wish that they had either brought in fewer, maybe like three or four at that time so that we could just kind of at least get to know them a little better or extend the season a couple of days or or just bring them in a couple days earlier so that it gives them a little bit more time to actually develop a real connection with somebody and it doesn't feel like they're just kind of all six of them and they're pretty big names in those six like I mean Zeta was a winner of Love Island Deb made it to the finals um you know there were some pretty big I mean Tina and Mitch like they have the whole history together that we didn't get to really explore um so I felt like a little bit bad for them that (laughs) they didn't get to really have a fair shot um so I I would like to see that changed a little bit I hope that next season they spread them out a little bit better um so that we can give we can have a better chance to get to know everybody and they have a better chance to really develop a real connection and you know and make it to the end yeah for sure it was interesting that they could they just like brought the six in at once I was like well maybe not that's probably not gonna be great um so I definitely think they should avoid that in the future as well um because I want to be able to meet them or like actually get to know those people and like coming at the end like you're not gonna know them right Um, like they were there for like I think five days or something total um you know even at the most like that was how long Deb was there for and, and everyone else was was there for for less so um yeah that was that was really my only big critique I think overall for a season one it it was really great and I I really hope you know we know that Love Island proper USA was uh, renewed for two more seasons so I really hope that this is also and you know I think I mean it seemed to have uh, done I mean we don't you know Peacock doesn't release ratings so we can't tell in terms of that really but um, it seems like it got a good amount of buzz so I am hopeful that we will see a season two and I'm excited for it yes I agree it was fun to get my to get into Love Island in the first place of like just like seeing the cast of like more than just who I've seen before like from Mm -hmm. the challenge show so barely anyone um and I like really enjoyed the cast that I like didn't I mean obviously like like it's like a dating reality show like I'm probably gonna like it but (laughs) overall like I like didn't expect to like like it like in that way as much as I thought mm-hmm. um and so I'm excited to then see the future seasons hopefully of coming up of Love Island that maybe I'll start from the beginning and then actually watch them um and then hopefully also Love Island Games 
will get renewed so that we can continue watching this series of the show or like what's it called like the spinoffs of it Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm excited for future of love island i feel like it's still very much popular in the world so it is i mean look at when we you know you can see how many how many versions of it there are all around the world and (laughs) exactly um and so many seasons of of all of them and yeah. Uh it's it's a big it's a big franchise and I think that gives us a lot of you know it gives them a lot of people to choose from a really really big pool of people to choose from for future seasons. So I think that's a good they've they've put themselves in a good position for this to be able to keep going on rather than, you know, the challenge for example when it first started was only picking people from real world and road rules and each season of both of those shows only gave them like seven or eight options of new people each year. And so there wasn't a very large pool of new people coming in to choose from for them to put on the challenge. And then, um, you know, both of those shows got canceled eventually. And so now they just pull from everywhere around the world on any little internet show that's ever existed. Um, which is, I think, a little bit too extreme. They've gone in the opposite direction, but this feels like a good compromise of it's all from one franchise, but they're pulling from all the different versions of it, which gives them a really big pool of people to choose from, but they're all at least kind of within the same universe. And so it doesn't feel so random when they pick people, even if they're from countries that you know never can't see the show in the U.S. but at least they're coming from the same show so they kind of get it and they're kind of they feel like they fit in even if you know we don't know who they are yeah no definitely and so that makes the show the format of this exciting because it's like you don't know who's gonna come in um from different Love Island areas of the world um but yeah, any other closing thoughts or anything else to add about Love Island Games? I think we pretty much covered it. Um, yeah, I am uh, I'm excited for more Love Island and I'm sad that this is over and we probably won't be getting in more Love Island USA or games content until probably July. So that feels like a long time from now, but at least we got this as a little treat to tide us over in between main seasons. So well, more than we got last to, year. You can go back and watch previous seasons and that can hold you through the summer, maybe. Yeah, uh, we have enough right now. We have enough <laughs> reality television on uh, with the strike, even though it's ended. We are still um, <laughs> we're still in a massive reality TV overload right now. So maybe maybe you know when that dies down a little bit i'll i'll think about uh, going back to old older love island seasons but yeah it's I a know. big commitment there's so much happening right now so that's fair um but this was a great season so overall we're excited for the future of love island games potentially continuing hopefully it is we'll let you know if we see hear it getting renewed um but thank y'all so much for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week chat with y'all soon bye everyone